You're now listening to, you're now listening to The Sexy Escort Guide, where we discuss everything erotic and fascinating in the wonderful world of the high-end call girl. Now, here are your hosts, Chantel Etoile and Exotic Vivian. And now, here's your femme fatale of the week. And our femme fatale this week is our very first live interview with the infamous Amy Taylor. You can follow her on Twitter at AmyTaylor1. Her Instagram is at AmyTaylorLA. Her website is AmyTaylor.com. And her email address is Amy at AmyTaylor.com. Yes, this gorgeous beauty has quite the resume. She's been published in Sports Illustrated, GQ, Esquire, Playboy, Maxim, Women's Fitness, Consumer Health Digest. The list goes on, guys. I just trimmed it down because we're not going to have all night to to (laughs) say all her accolades. But without further ado, let's welcome Amy to the show. Hello, Amy. Welcome to the show. Thanks. It's an absolute honor to talk to you guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're, we're so like proud to have you on the show. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very excited. Very, very excited. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I now you guys are doing, I'm, I admire what you guys are doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, so now you're going to lighten the mood for us <laughs> because we just, we just had a heated discussion about FOSTA. So Let's go ahead and jump right in. So, Amy, uh, tell the listeners about who you are and how you got to where you are today. Um, so, my name is Amy Taylor, and um, I've been a companion for quite a while, uh, about a decade and a half now. And wow. nice. Yeah. It, for me, it's a calling. It's the way I like to live, and nobody nowhere is going to tell me I can't, so, as I'm sure you can relate. So, um, exactly. Yes. No, that's whatever. We could talk about that later, but, um, yeah, I was born, I was born in Northern California and then we quickly moved to New England for a while. My dad was a professor at Penn state. Um, but then we moved back to Northern California when I was about six. So I really don't remember the East coast. I feel like a native Californian. Uh, yeah, you I look went, like an LA girl. Oh, well, that's <laughs> I look like a real housewife now, but, um, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> it means you're rich. <laughs> wish. That's not true. Um, uh, so yeah, my parents are academics, um, super liberal. My dad's a European immigrant. Um, I grew up with a real permissive and liberal and intellectually curious background. I think that lent itself well to becoming a companion uh, we traveled a lot, so I'm pretty curious about people everywhere and different experiences. Um, I I sort of value experience over possession, and and that made me a great companion too because my bags were packed and I was always ready to go anywhere because that's how we lived as a family. Uh, I, to, I did my undergrad at Berkeley in the late nice. 90s, and then I moved to uh, Los Angeles to start graduate school in 2001. Um, when I got down here, I found myself heartbroken over a boyfriend, uh, broke because the boyfriend was older and wealthy, had exposed me to a lot of nice things and experiences. And then uh, sadly, we broke up. And I I had heard of being a high-end companion. And that seemed basically like the greatest thing ever, like kind of what I had been doing with that boyfriend. So it was... exactly Yeah. And it was... And so it was in graduate school in LA that I first uh, figured out how to be a companion. And and I finished grad school and had a job and I've always done other things, but I've always kept being a companion because I like it. So nice. I like older guys. I like rich guys. Who doesn't all things considered? Same here. <laughs> Ditto. And, <laughs> I mean, I think Escorn's a great way to meet the kind of guys I like. It's the perfect. Yeah. So it fits really well. And then I never wanted marriage and kids. So it never prevented me from going after other things, maybe more traditional that, yeah. might have been difficult to do at the same time. Not impossible. As you know, lots of companions are married and or have kids. But yes, yes. I don't. I didn't do either of those things. Uh, that's not what I want to spend this lifetime on. Um, and yeah, of course, it you know paid the bills and I had a great time. And I've been friends with a lot of my clients for over a decade. And, and they really awesome. 
And the generosity part of it is not awkward. Uh, nobody has an issue with it. Nobody's being harmed. And again, I completely reject the notion that this is not an okay way to live because it completely is. I'm living, I'm living proof that it is. Exactly. As do we. Yes. Preaching to the choir. (laughs) But wait, um, I do have a follow-up question. You said you've been in the business for over a decade. How, how did you see, um, advertising change from then to now? Yeah. So, um, when I first heard of it, I was an undergrad. I didn't do it, but that was the first time I heard of it. I had a sorority sister who did it. And that was like pre advertising websites. There was still like yellow pages and stuff like that. What? Um, But it was the, it was the beginning of the first dot com heyday. So she Uh worked uh guys in San Francisco um, via a very high end agency that had lots of Stanford and Berkeley undergrad girls that, you know, were great people seeing great people and they facilitated it. And I think they had a, like a one 800 number and some yellow pages ad. And then things went internet. I, that's sort of when I started, there were ad sites. Eros was the first and the biggest. Um, and we definitely need to look into arrows more. Yeah. But yeah, go on. that was, and then, I mean, there were agencies. I never worked with one. Um, but uh, I thought about it. I called a couple. I didn't like them. They seemed real strange. and I didn't operate that way. And, you know, it didn't seem that difficult. I needed a name, a phone number, an email address, a couple pictures, and, and you know, spent my last pocket money on some ads. And maybe it worked out a little too easily. But the first few guys I met were really nice. And then the rest was history. So uh, Eros, awesome. yeah, Eros was initial. And then City Vibe was a big site. Mm-hmm. And then a zillion others sprang up. You know, the Communications Decency Act, uh, Section 230, uh, was a law passed in 1996 that said that content providers were not responsible for third-party content. So yes. that allowed the explosion of a lot of um, small business that could post user content and not be held legally responsible for anything that was being posted. That's what really allowed the Wild West of the Internet, and not just in the business of escorting, but in every business that's what allowed the explosion of Reddit and Facebook and MySpace before that. And, you know, third party content, social media, the beginnings of social media. Okay. Um, But much like, well, much like the wild West, eventually legislation comes rearing its head because things get complicated. And right now we're in the era of fake news, um, apps, (laughs) apps terrorists are using, and we're heading into the era of increased legislation. You talked about FOSTA and SESTA, and this is the awkward and and bad attempt at curbing the problems that come along with internet freedom. Yeah. And it's very sad. It is. But everybody knew, everybody knew the Wild West heyday was going to end. The internet's what, 25 years old or so. Um, and what's what's coming what's coming is moderation of third party content. And it's gonna suck. And that's, that's um, gonna be interesting to see how it pans out. But yeah, yeah so, I just wanted to get an idea of what advertising was like, you know, compared to now versus back then. But I'm glad you had a great first experience because not very many can say the same. So we're all lucky. Everyone um, on this podcast is lucky today. Well, a lot of the sites, you know, were run by awful people, um, mm-hmm. people who used their power and leverage to extort money, sex, you name it. Um I had a huge problem with the owner of a a review website who I would neither participate on nor would I sleep with. And he, I don't know that you guys know about that, but he, um, he actually, yeah, tried to end me quite literally. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And so I had to sue and I won and, uh, and Wow. You actually took legal action. Yes, I did. And I won. Um, and then he tried to (gasps) kill me and then we, yeah, you don't, you know, is you know this, is this website still alive? Is it the one that we think it is? Yeah. Or is it a different one? Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're not going to give them any publicity on this show. Fuck them. No, thank you. Um. So yeah, I he went to prison for four and a half years for trying to murder me, and it's on Google if you read the, the wow. news. Wow. Now I gotta I go know, research. I had this. no idea. I'm sorry oh. to hear that, but obviously we're very happy. That is say. crazy. Yeah, it was very scary, and it still remains scary. My family was and is terrified, and uh, what the future holds with that is, I suppose, up to him whether whether he's decided to leave me alone or not, and and I don't know. Um, wow. So yeah, the the fact of the matter is that some of these advertising sites are run by monsters, 
it has been a place that um, that criminals have gone because selling advertising was a way for them to skirt legal prosecution, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the law is catching up with that. It's cracking down on them because yeah. you know, it's a sort of, it's a soft way of, of uh, selling illegal things, but saying, hey, I just host ads. I'm not responsible, right? right? Yeah. And they're not going to get away with it for much longer. Um, and some of that's good because some of them are monsters and some of it's bad because some sites are run by really good people and they're going to get swept up in what is, what is going to take a lot of good people down to just get the bad ones. Um, Change is inevitable and everybody knows you just have to adapt or you're going to die. So future, maybe apps and network, um, uh, yeah, definite apps. I definitely see apps being a thing. It's just somebody has to figure out how to, you know, perfect Terminology it. and lingo always changes. I notice they keep mm-hmm. coming with lingo to stay five years ahead. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was Advertising was a lot easier 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> it was. Really? With yeah. the yellow pages and all. Wow, see? Sometimes that technology doesn't always <laughs> help. Simple, sometimes simple is the best way to go. <laughs> Yeah. I've heard I've heard at the very very high end, you know, runway models and and pageant winners that it's all very much word of mouth. There is no oh uh, yeah yeah they have like some madam running the show or something, and you know they kind of link them up. There's no guarantee of sex for money. It's a lot sort of more highbrow than that. Um, yeah. It's none of this, you know. You paid me this much, and you're going to get this much out of the girl. No, 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 no. They just they ha- they definitely have a middleman that's connecting them with these high profile uh, clients. But I've I've definitely I've heard that like, the with problem the models is the and the actresses and stuff. career is usually not long enough to establish that level of trust in the higher end. Mm-hmm. That stuff takes decades to establish, and as yep. you know, our careers are not right. very long. Exactly, but you seem to crack the code. Well, thank God for Botox. <laughs> so, Amy, I want to ask you. So, I, I, I don't remember when it was. Um, I've been following you on Twitter uh, pretty much since Chantel was born. And you did, a, I believe, a interview with maybe either GQ or Esquire. And I read the whole thing. And I was very fascinated because you talked about your interest in aviation. Would you mind sharing a little bit about that background? Oh, thanks. That's I can't believe you read all oh, yeah. the rubbish I spout. <laughs> um, yeah, commercially licensed pilot. I'm a flight instructor. Wow. I, have, I have flown a couple different jets, the CJ1 and the CRJ900. I have flown a lot of different turboprops. I used to fly cargo, so I've flown different what? turboprops. And then I've flown a zillion little piston, single and multi-engine planes, the small stuff that you teach flying in. So my grandpa was a pilot, okay. so it's in the blood. Ah. And, you know, and I think, here's the thing. So... I love airplanes. I love flying. I love even being at the airport. That's weird, right? No, I love it. But not me. (laughs) It's a fucking miracle to fly. Just like it's a fucking miracle. It is. Trust me. I believe you. I'm right there with you. Like it's a fucking miracle that the three of us can live independently because most of human history, all the three of us would have been some man's property. Exactly. And aviation has got that same miraculous quality in the last hundred years. You can be anywhere in the world in one yep. day now. Yep. And a hundred years ago, the average journey was what? 50 miles? And it was and one you way. might die on yeah, the you journey. Have- <laughs> you might not make it to the end destination. <laughs> you like gangrene and had to cut your leg off or eat your... Yes. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> The world is beautiful from above. You know how when we work, we get to like drop out of reality yes, for a couple of I hours. Love it. and it's just, it's, Me too. And aviation has that. When you fly and you're at flight level 310 and you're looking down at earth, you don't see any of the problems. You don't see any of the bullshit. You don't see the politics and SESTA and FOSTA and people. Exactly. You just see oceans and mountains and and then there's the science of it, the physics, which right. is really amazing. It's it's just combustion and metal. It's not computers. It's not a, it's really 1960s engineering. And uh, I mean, it is amazing. I'll definitely say that it's, it's, it does what nothing else can do. It brings you physically to people that you love. Internet can't do that. Nope. They tried though. (laughs) I mean, you can, but like, let's be honest, some things are better in the flesh, right? Exactly. (laughs) That's why, you know, 
person to person businesses will never go away. They keep saying we're all going to be replaced by uh, machines at some point. Well, not we because we don't work for the man, but <laughs> they're, <laughs> go- they're all going to be replaced by machines at some point. And I really don't think that's the case. Maybe some businesses, but you still need a person. Yes. People still want that human interaction. It's in our DNA. We cannot get away from it. Yes. It's built into us. But uh, I was going to ask you, uh, is your clock 24 hours since you're a pilot? Well, I can sleep anytime, anywhere. I can catch Yeah. I have no more circadian rhythm. That's probably true. Oh, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. And then uh, if, if, you, if you come to L.A., I'll take you up flying anytime. Okay, yeah, I'm we're taking stopping up in LA offer. on our way back from Australia. <laughs> Obviously, because you owe us lunch too. <laughs> She's gonna be our sugar mommy. <laughs> it's a lot easier than anybody thinks. It is. So okay, so if you were on a plane, God forbid, pilot and co-pilot are passed out from hypoxia, could you land the plane? I mean, it depends what kind of equipment. I would know where the push to talk button is. I would know how to call Mayday and squawk the codes to talk to ATC. Amazing. (laughs) So you're flying with me from now on on every flight. (laughs) We say the planes fly in spite of us, not because of us. Yes. They do say the only reason why planes crash is human error. So is that true? Not always, but almost. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Okay. What do you think is a misconception about escorts? Well, I think I think we're proving it right now is that we're dumb. I mean, no, right? we're yeah. not, you're not. I'm not. I think exactly. that we're all educated. And the corollary that comes and whether you're not formally educated, that's, you know, one way to be smart. No, but it, doesn't, of, it doesn't have to be formal education. I'm also self-educated. I have the degrees same, and I'm always here. learning. I'm always reading. I'm always teaching myself. So it awesome. doesn't have to be, you know, a formal college education you can be educated and not have a degree well and the corollary of the misconception that we're dumb is that we're stuck in this and we have to do this and that we it it is unfathomable to the public that this couldn't possibly be a pretty decent choice among other worse options exactly um also that this is all we do i want to tell people like hey that yoga teacher you see at starbucks your neighbor your friend she's also I've got a girlfriend who's the VP of a cosmetics company. You see her on QVC at night selling makeup. She was a companion. I've got a friend who's a lawyer who used to be a companion. Tons of wives and mothers. Tons of careers. And they used to do this. And that's where their connections and their seed money came from. And there's nothing wrong with that. At all. Nothing at all. I mean, back in the day, uh, women like us were held in much higher regard. Like the kings were like, beating themselves up trying to get to you often you know like they literally will buy you castles and you know whatever the hell you wanted just so they can say gold (laughs) (laughs) yes baskets of gold (laughs) they still are we're all just lying about it so and i know why we have to hide and lie and my friends who can't admit that they used to do this because it would destroy their lives now Mm -hmm. i don't judge them i understand why they have to of course, like, we know but, we know what the deal is. Positing you yourself, I, I liken it to the LGBT movement that when you have to closet yourself because of fear of retro, of harm, they fill, the vacuum that's that's left, they fill it with lies. But what choice do you have? If you come out of the closet, right. you can you can suffer badly. Yes, you could uh, be killed, murdered, and now with the social media, people could come for you online. You know, people can yeah. track you and find where you live. So, and it puts us in a very tough spot to counter misconceptions about us. Exactly. That's what. That's yes. another reason why we started this podcast. And I'm so glad that you're our first uh, interview guest because people can now see that it's not just me and Chantel yapping away. That there are right, people we're, we're that not are just smart like, like making us. it up that we really do like we both we also feel like it, we were called into this line of work. I know I I certainly feel that way. Yeah. It, it right? comes yes. naturally to me. So Yes. And you're and you're basically fine. Oh, not God, every day yeah. is a picnic, but you're okay, right? Exactly. Yeah. But that's what that's what any business. Right? Not every day is going to be, you know, I mean, you strive for that, but you're going to have some bad days. And what do you do? 
dust it off and you move on. You meditate, go to the spa, whatever. I don't yeah, know what right? people really do, I, I do I yoga. I do lots of yoga. <laughs> yeah, you deal with it and you move on. I think it's incredibly brave of you to do a podcast. And I think everybody should do it because the more that we force the world to see that we exist and we're human, just like them, it's a human being. Mm -hmm. Flawed and vulnerable and heartbreaking and also funny and brilliant and sexy and all of it. it I think it's hard for people to hate human right. people they see as human. Exactly. So uh, on that subject, <laughs> what do you think about the FOSTA law that was just passed today? Oh, boy. Yeah. So, okay, they're totally unnecessary. I mean, you know, the Communications Decency Act, Section 230, already allowed DOJ to prosecute mm -hmm. online platforms when they violated federal law. Mm -hmm. Of course, the president has already decided that. So it's a total lie to say that these websites enjoyed total immunity right. from content they posted on behalf of criminals. They're already precedent and allowance for DOJ, but state courts have wanted for a long time mm -hmm. to bring stuff. So that's what this is partially about, is states wanting to get their hand in the pocket too. And then, of course, SESTA is, SESTA is way too broad. Yeah. Um, it says that you're liable. Like, So you host a website, some asshole posts that they want to kill somebody. You're liable now even if you didn't know that was posted. So think about the sheer amount of data, first of all. Yeah. You can't believe it all. How many moderators can you afford? Exactly. Secondly, it's, it brings back what was called the moderator's conundrum, which was that if the legal standard is that you as the host of this website had to know, have knowledge about the content – then the way you get out of being liable is by saying you had no knowledge. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? You stop policing anything. It does the, the moderator's conundrum. We had that 22 years ago and CDA 230 was an attempt to make that better. History to fix itself apparently. That's just going to bring that back because here's the problem. You're going to get punished for trying to right. moderate something and not getting it completely right. Exactly. Which of course. You're so you're just going to be like, screw it. I'm not going to do anything at all. And then yes, we're back to square one. You don't want to prove that you had any knowledge. Uh, so these it's, people. It's, really, it's way too broad and it's going to do the opposite of what they want to do. Um, online bad actors exist. I've had to deal with some of them in our industry. But I mean, I mean, okay, so, FOSS, so the provision for victims of human trafficking to be allowed to sue the online platform, that's good. I mean, they can sue now when they couldn't and... Uh, but it's going to bring in a lot of lawsuits that small business right. websites won't be able to afford to fight. Exactly. So what's going to happen is if you want to run a third a third party content site, you're probably not going to set it up because you can't afford all the litigation that's going to come your way. Yeah. So it's it's going to hurt small business, and that's what let the internet explode was lots or, of small. Or business. maybe they'll just be in a different jurisdiction altogether. Well, of course, they're going to move like, offshore. I, I don't but, really see anybody staying in the United States now because uh, we are yeah. sue happy. So if you want to sue a company now, you're going to have to go to bumfuck <laughs> the gosh to sue them. <laughs> now, did you, did you watch the movie I Am Jane Doe? Yes, I what, did. What did you think about it? Um, I've got to watch it again. I watched it like last year. Um, yeah, I mean, slavery, uh, human, I mean... Un, you know, forced labor is is not a good thing. I bro more broadly, I I'm not even in agreement that that her, the term sex trafficking always means something bad. I realize how like crazy that sounds to an uninformed outsider, but uh, there is bad sex trafficking. You know, people that are locked away and forced to Kids. you know with twenty five guys a day yeah, and get diseases, but but. I mean, a guy who brings a beautiful Eastern European girl to London as a model, and she happens to want to work as a legal uh, sex worker in London where it's permitted, and he helped her get a visa. I mean, is he suddenly a monster? I'm not, I don't think so. No, it's, I, it's, I, it's two I, completely different things. But they didn't, even, they didn't even say child sex trafficking. They just said sex trafficking altogether. So, Well, the U.S. is not okay with... Um, prostitution, sex work, um, they're just not there yet. Um, and I can scream from the top of my lungs that I don't think sex is dirty and evil, but we live in a country that loves violence and hates sex. It's a, it's a very weird country. Very weird. 
primetime TV is is like a horror movie all night right. long, but yet you can't show a nipple, exactly. a female nipple. It's crazy. It's like you can have someone, a little kid, watch someone's eyes be gouged out, but heaven forbid a woman be breastfeeding uh, on TV or in person, people freak the fuck out. I don't, I don't understand. This is a country of fourteen-year-old boys. Yeah, they love violence. They're terrified of sex and. Uh, why that's part of America's culture, I'm not sure. I really don't like it. I think other countries are doing much better than us than most Ooh, of the civil. I mean, don't America- hear them let you say. I, that. I have the answer to that, but that's for like a whole different show and not even related to sex work. Ooh, don't don't have them coming for you, Amy. Don't have them coming for you. Yeah, you know, I mean, look, if you want to stop sex trafficking. Exactly. First of all, you're never going to stop people with money using their money to get laid from, I mean, that's, but if you wanted to sort of minimize like the young getting abused by traffickers who maybe take too much of their wages and ship them around and the, the working conditions are not fair, then you would need to provide survival and connection for young people who are living in a system that has utterly fucked them over. I mean, you know, pimps, whether they're on or offline, they fill this economic and social gap that is left by America's heartless and brutal capitalist society that doesn't really support young people who don't have a lot of options. So they use their fuckability to survive. They're trading on their one valuable asset, which is their the fact that old people want to pork them, to get cash to survive because young people are often... Yep powerless and in living in poverty and now so the, the moms they, they pose the moms they pose the question what would you do if it were your child that was sold into the situation we both answered it earlier we wanted i would just wanted to see if you had an answer for that well i understand that people thinking about their child having sex is even difficult let alone um in a sort of commercial way with maybe somebody that they don't love or whatever. We've romanticized sex, right? It's okay if you love them or whatever, but not if you just want to pay rent. Uh, And these were underage um, girls. So they're like, if it was your child, what would you do? Yeah. We're not ready to think about 15 year olds fucking, even though they do. I know that. Uh, people can't really think about that. I don't have kids. I can't relate to the parenthood emotions because I don't have children. If it was my niece, mm-hmm. I do have a thirteen-year-old niece. Yeah, I would be worried for her safety. I would. Um, I would hope that she was as safe as possible. Um, and whatever job she did, I would want her working conditions to be fair to her. I would want her body healthy and her and her paid a fair wage. Um, but the most abusive jobs I've seen have have not always been in sex work. I think I've met girls who wait tables and their feet are crippled by the end of the shift. Um, So, I mean, if we're going to talk about abusive labor in general, uh, I know sex triggers a particular thing with parents. I mean, I just think Um, they're painting the picture, um, which could very well be the case that these underage girls are forced against their will to sleep with all these men for pennies on the dollar and they don't see any of that money. There's nothing in it for them. And they're locked up in a room and being repeated. The gist of Jane. That was literally the, the gist of the, of the story. Yeah. Which, which nobody wants that. Who the hell wants? No. And I don't think that that's as common as it is where, where, and if that is happening, of course it's, needs to be stopped there are already laws on the books about that um they do need to be enforced um but yeah i mean it's i i mean most of the young hashtag 304 on instagram they know exactly what they're doing they do yeah i'm not familiar with that hashtag yeah but you know we hashtag 304 it's what they call themselves now because if you turn it upside down it spells h-o-e no. Oh, this must be I a Snapchat do. too, because I don't do Snapchat. <laughs> well, that's where they've gone. That's yeah. what they call themselves. Oh now. my wow. god! Okay. I had no idea. Every day. Oh yeah, there's there's millions of them, but um, they are very conscious of what they're doing. Now I understand that the def the literally society says up hashtag three or four now. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on. <laughs> said that women are the because penetrative sex right the penis goes in the vagina women get fucked 
we society loves to say that we are sort of the recipient of sex that we don't choose to fuck that we get fucked that we can't possibly decide we want sex and and that we're these damsels in distress who have to tolerate sex and are always sort of being abused in every sexual situation particularly if it's out of economic need um i don't agree with that i've had sex and i have not gotten fucked i've fucked exactly (laughs) but that's sort of what people like to think about women because there's this purity thing of women and, you know, we don't like sluts and that's a whole thing from religion. And I mean, right. It's, you would have to redefine what it is to be a young woman. And I don't know that we're ready for that. No, we're definitely, we're definitely not. And on that note, uh, <laughs> let's move on from this before they think we're trying to force children into slavery, uh, sex slavery. Right. Uh, what's the worst advice you've ever gotten? Um, people telling me to lower my rates. <laughs> uh, Who told you that? If you want to know what to do to succeed, ask your clients and do exactly the opposite. <laughs> oh, your clients. Yeah, of course, it's in their best interest, those bloody bastards. <laughs> Why should it be? Capital. But yeah. That, you know, they love to give you advice on how to run of business. And it's always- oh my God. Okay. So, so I asked you, uh, what was, uh, well, Vivian asked you, what was uh, a misconception about escorts? What do you think a misconception people have just about you in general? Um, well, I've been around a long time and I've survived and maybe even succeeded. So you can't have that mm-hmm. without making a few enemies. And, um, I've had to, you know, be tough. And I think that's come along with the misconception that I'm mean. Mean is not the same thing as having to be a survivor. I I have a short temper. I can be quick with people, but I'm not mean and cruel. And I wish... Well, they always think pretty girls are mean. And stuck up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's just like a thing. Apparently, pretty girls are just bitchy and mean and unattainable. And ambitious. And ambitious women, if we want any kind of success for ourselves and independence, that, that means we're a bitch. In all gold industries. digger. We're always gold diggers. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I definitely do prefer rich men. Well, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? Girls, so, girls yeah. with social hangups don't want rich men. So. People and their negative emotions with money, I will never understand it. Never. Look. Girls who hate like sugar daddies, but they're paying their boyfriend's rent. I'm like, bitch, you are right, exactly, and and that just makes me cringe. But any anywho, so retirement. Do you see yourself retiring from this? Do you know how you're gonna retire? I didn't think it was gonna go this long, and you know, my friends call, so I I don't have kids or a husband, so it's you know, I got no reason not to go hang out and go to the beach or go skiing or whatever it is with somebody. Um, so it's certainly already gone longer than I thought. Um, you know, I'm in my 40s. I just hit my 40s. So oh, you look I, fabulous. I think amazing, you look great. Amazing. I think it'll probably be in the next few years. But, um, it, you know, I don't know. I do it more out of loneliness than anything else. How pathetic does that sound? Not, not <laughs> um, at all. I'm so not lonely all. with my millions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go cry on my money. <laughs> Yeah, people, that's a misconception. People think I'm really rich. You know, I live in a small apartment in a cheap city. What city? Oh, I, guess uh, I don't want to say that. No, no, no. Don't say that. Never mind. Never mind. I don't live in the, I don't live in the fancy part of LA. Not Beverly and I don't Hills live in- with the housewives? Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not that rich at all, but... People seem to think I am. I wish That's I was. That's good. So you better claim it. I, I think it's one of those things where, you know, like followers doesn't equate to like the amount of money because I think people assume you have a, a like a pretty large following for, you know, a, a companion on Twitter. So you probably just associate that. But she also does modeling and stuff right. too. Like you, yeah, you're you all over really the place. talk about that. How did you even get into that, the, the modeling and the stuff? When I was 14 in Sacramento, a scout found me at this mall and my dad thought he was a creep. So he'd go to these shoots to make sure the guy wasn't a creep. And it turned out the guy wasn't. Maybe I got lucky. So I did like a little bit of runway at the local mall. How tall are you? And then I'm only 5'6". And that was the problem. I didn't keep growing. My sister's 5'11". I don't know what happened to me. Everybody's told my family except me. I'm only five feet, so I get it. (laughs) (laughs) She's a tiny little person. (laughs) 
No, that's because it makes you look younger. Like being shorter makes you look younger longer. That, that is true. That's <laughs> so, true. I don't know. Tell that to Naomi Campbell. So, because <laughs> she does not look anything like her age at all. And she, and she about does it too to like probably piss people off. She'll put like a picture from when she was 18 and then now, and she looks the fucking same. <laughs> does not mess around with who she dates either you ever look at who oh she, she dates billionaires she doesn't she doesn't even mess with the commoners <laughs> but yeah i like it yeah no 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 but yeah no, so we did print and fitness and then i just kept doing that because i had an agent and it was kind of a business that i knew and you know just like anything once you establish a reputation of reliability and integrity then they keep calling so mm. Yeah, this, I'm going to be on Muscle and Fitness next month. Ooh. Well, let us know so we can definitely retweet that for you. Please. When it comes out. Um, so I have to know, like, what what is, like, one of the best clients or, like, dates you've ever had? Oh, the one that I'm going skiing with tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Going skiing. I love it. Yeah. As she says, as she says she's not rich. She's <laughs> <laughs> He's just lovely. He's funny. He's sane. He's calm. Uh, he treats me really well. It's just, I'm just really lucky. And however long it lasts, I just try to enjoy it because, you know, all good things come to an end. Yes. Uh, this one that used to be my favorite years ago when he stopped calling, I, man, I missed him. I really did. And it was not the money. It's the, sometimes you meet really spectacular people. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you can't help but get your head involved sometimes. I never cross that line. I always, you know, maintain professionalism, but it doesn't mean that you don't you still have sort of feelings. somehow. You're right. Still human. Yeah. We're not heartless bitches. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so now we need to go to the opposite. What's the worst client you ever had? Oh, oh, the one or two who've ripped me off. So like they stole I mean, money from you or... One that the last appointment was a real long appointment. It was a lot of money and he just never paid me. And I was broke for two months because of it. Yeah. He actually, you know, he emailed me a year ago and it's been like 10 years since that happened and asked if I wanted to get together again. And the email, he thought you forgot. (laughs) (laughs) The email I sent, I'm not proud of. Every other word was a foul word. He deserved it. Please send, a, please send a copy of that to us. I would love to read it. <laughs> and then, of course, I just still never got paid, and he just called me names. And what and did you learn from that experience? Oh, you know, that some people just, they like to screw over other people. It feels good to them, I guess. Yeah, yeah but, and but how did you not get paid? Like, it seems like you trusted oh. him too much, and you thought he was going to pay yeah, you later. Would- he was a regular that I saw for like two years and he was always completely reliable. So wow. you know, I developed. So I guess good clients do go bad. Don't do that, yes. guys. We don't yes. like that. No, no, don't do it at all. And any client that doesn't want to give you your money like up front, then you should already start Run away, ladies. Run. Exactly. <laughs> even, if, even if they're your favorite. Weird. I, don't, I don't know why he did this. He just because he could. I don't know. I never understood why he did that to me. But yeah, he was just he was just a dick. I mean, I remember uh, the the first time I went to Dubai. But I already had my wits about me. But the first time I went to Dubai, uh, this guy comes in. He's already getting ready to go smoke on my balcony, and I'm like, eh, I'm gonna need some money. And he goes, oh, I've been ripped off before, this, that, and the third. I can give you my iPad, and then when we're done, blah, blah, blah. I was like, please, please get to the door. Get, 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 get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, and then he got really mad and texted me all kinds of curse words. But I dodged the bullet. <laughs> Ladies, yeah. if a guy does not give you your money up front, run. Well, and then then on the opposite end, we know that we have those wonderful, generous clients. So, what's one of the best gifts you've received from a client? Um, a lot of jewelry that some of which has been really good jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> Spark- the sparkly kind diamonds and rubies. Yeah, I like pearls. I thought you were gonna like say them. private jet. But, no. <laughs> <laughs> Since you love to fly, that only makes sense. No, I gotta work on that. I don't think I'd be like. You hear, you hear that, guys? She's she has not been gifted a private jet, so make that happen. So, gift her a private jet, and then she can fly me and Chantel and you if you want 
to the Swiss Alps? I don't know. Would would that work for you? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's uh, the, the any gifts. I mean, you know, even like little stuff like flowers. I mean, it's just so nice that somebody thinks of you when they don't have to. It is. It is. Right. Every little bit counts. Because especially some of these guys, they're so busy. They have such big lives. You know, it's just flattering when they. But yeah, important jewelry. Doesn't <laughs> <It> doesn't <laughs> so what about your favorite uh, vacation destination? Um, Probably anywhere I haven't been yet would be. Well, what's your favorite that you've um, actually been to? Tahiti. Ooh, I haven't even been I to Tahiti. That's on the list. Yes. You gotta go. And I am well traveled, but that's on my list. <laughs> Visually stunning. And in the US, it's the um the Amman Hotel in Utah. Oh, I haven't been there. Um, what's it called? It's by Lake Powell in Utah. It's an Amman hotel. It's the prettiest place I've ever seen in America. Oh, really? Um yes. uh, I guess we gotta go to Utah, Chantel. I always thought it was full of Mormons and sister wives, but I guess yeah. uh, I guess we got to go to that hotel. <laughs> yes, we have to go to that hotel. Somebody could uh, do a fly me to you and uh, fly us there. Yes, I like fly, that. Us. fly us all there. Have you been to the Maldives or the Seychelles? Those oh, I haven't. List. I haven't nice. been. That's that's also on, that's also on my bucket list. But I want to do I want to do it like on a romantic tip. You know, I don't I don't know that I want I don't I don't want to solo that trip. I think I I want it to be like a with a dude for sure. Yeah, somebody you really like. Preferably paying me. But I had a client last year that did a whole fantasy of like, oh, I want to take you to the Seychelles. And I was like so excited. And then like he like disappeared. And this, oh, Vivian, this this is the one that bought me the pasta maker before I even met him. So it was... Wait, and he turned bad too? What the hell? What's going on with He didn't guys? really turn bad. He just told me that we were going to, you know, do this like week long vacation there. And then it's like he kind of disappeared. I don't know. Um, I know he had some health issues. If you're still out there, I hope everything's okay. Hit me up sometime. At least let me know you're alive. Other than that, you know, still haven't been there. <laughs> so, oh, wow. so, um, what do you do in your free time? Oh, um, so I, yeah, I have friends that live locally and then hang out with my, I'm still close to my family. They still all live in Northern California. So not too far. And then I have a little dog I spend a lot of time with. I stay pretty fit. Cause they're still model. So I've got to keep the old body together and right. obviously for, for clients too. And uh, for you, don't you like uh, looking good? Yeah. I mean, I might eat French fries a little more often if I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> we would all be eating French fries. <laughs> yeah, no, I live a beachy mellow lifestyle. You know, it's all yoga pants and flip flops. Pretty, pretty chill. Just walk to Starbucks and, you know, do my laundry. And it's, a, it's not very glamorous on my days off. <laughs> just being you so uh do you have a favorite book oh yeah anything science sure um it's kind of older but elegant universe by brian green was amazing i think oh, I, I haven't heard of that well, let me google that right it's now. astrophysics and i obviously i don't understand that stuff well enough but when these guys write it in a way that like a lay person can understand it i think it's really humbling and fascinating you know you get like you feel small and the universe is really big and that sort of it's humbling and I guess you can drop out and like get into it and not think about like daily bullshit of life. So I probably like that part of reading about science, right? Ah, string theory. Look at oh, you. I'm, right? I'm totally going to have how, to read how, that how one. Kyle Sheldon. Of you. <laughs> do you watch the Big Bang? Do you watch the uh, Big Bang Theory? I have. Some of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah it. Cause they were discussing uh string theory in there. So it kind of reminded well, me of it. Uh, five seconds. I'll think I've got it. I've understand it. And then it's gone again and I don't get it. But, <laughs> Aww. But I like to try. Science, <laughs> darn you. Are you reading anything interesting right now? There's a glamour magazine on my desk. <laughs> I, <haven't>... <laughs> <laughs> I, I finished Hillary's book. I, want, I just wanted to read it. Um, after, Which one? After the election, the, what happened? I just finished that. What was the gist? What happened? <laughs> she lost. She, lost. she didn't play the- <laughs> <laughs> it was sad and you know whatever um, and then I just finished oh this book called Behave by Robert Sapolsky it's about why oh behave right, it's about- I'm sorry I had to say that <laughs> Austin Powers like because I've been in the business of trying to understand these men for over a decade and I still am sometimes mystified by them so I think 
why people do what they do is fascinating. Yes. Right. It do, and that fascinates yes. me too. I, I'm right. I'm right there with you. People are really interesting and very confusing in good and bad. <laughs> it's a great book. But you know why? It's because a lot of decisions we make are based on emotions. Yeah. Not, not science. Not, not logic. Not, not logic. Not logic. <laughs> Your emotions. That's the, that's the reason why a guy could hate and love a girl at the uh, same time. Yes. It makes no sense. <laughs> that love-hate relationship. So uh, what are your pet peeves? Oh, goodness. Um, you know, cruelty. People who are mean for fun because it feels good to them. I, I wish they would just die. That's awful. Like, I think, yeah, cruelty is just the, the worst. Like, if you take pleasure from mistreating people, like, you need to be deleted. And then the little stuff, okay, like poor hygiene, like, you know. God, oh, God. we actually are going to have, like, a whole episode dedicated to that. Yes, we should yes, definitely have sure. an episode for dedicated sure. to hygiene. Tidy whities I wish they would disappear from planet Earth. <laughs> Tidy whities <laughs> underwear? Just not. Oh, God. Like, Don't they, even remind they me. They always, like, painted like, a picture. picture. No, no, we are not talking about that. Moving on. So, Amy, for so uh, every episode, we usually have um, a tip for either the client or the providers. Um, Do you have any parting advice that you would like to leave uh, both clients and providers? Oh gosh, so much. Um, If Things are tough, as I think they're going to get for all of us for a little while here. Just um, take it, just breathe and pause and just listen to your heart. This is for the ladies? Yeah. Yes, for the ladies. For, sorry, I should have said that. For, for us ladies in this industry, take a deep breath, pause for a minute, listen to your heart, do what it's telling you to do. If we all follow that, we're going to be just fine. I promise. Unless your heart is telling you to jump off a cliff and freak out, then don't well, do that. Not. Right. Do, do, do the opposite. <laughs> because a lot of girls are freaking out right now. So yes. don't do that. Yeah, maybe the breathe and calm down part, right? Just. Mm-hmm. And do you have anything you'd like to say to the clients? Help. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, actually, I actually think that's a good one. I want them to stand up for us. Yes. Stop benefiting from our labor and hiding. And I understand why they're hiding, but we need their bravery. We need them to fight. This is getting real. And they can watch. We need kings fighting on our behalf, like they did back in the day. Have some, if you care about us, and and I guess maybe that's what I'm scared of, is that maybe they don't. But I, but I believe some of them do. And it's, it's really. Well, even if they, even if they don't care about us, they care about themselves. Okay. Yeah. So if you if you care about yourselves, then you need to help the people that bring you the joy in your life. Exactly. I I, I don't think that's unfair. I liken our struggle very much to the the arc of the LGBT struggle, and I think we have some of the most brilliant and strong women. We have some of the wealthiest men. We have muscle here, intellectual muscle, financial muscle. We yes, have it all. We do. And it's time to stand up because this is unacceptable the way things. And it's sad because a lot of these politicians that are voting for this bill actually see escorts. Of course. Of course. So it's like you're voting against your own interests. But I digress. Yeah. Uh, we already kind of listed all your uh, websites and Instagram, but I just wanted to ask you again, where is the best place our listeners can find out more about you if they want to contact you and get an actual response? Where should they go? If you want to um, read what I Whatever rubbish I'm writing, it's Twitter, which is Amy Taylor One. And if it's if you want to look at me, it's Instagram, which is Amy Taylor LA. And that's oh, it. I have an official website, AmyTaylor.com, but that's like that's for business. So you can look at that too. <laughs> Go for it. Whatever. You- yeah, and, and book her, please. Yes, definitely. <laughs> or book all three of us. Book book us. I still want that private jet taking us to the Swiss Alps. Make Thank it you. happen, guys. Make it happen. This, this has been such an amazing interview. Thank it you. Has. So much. Thank, Thank you so you. much for being our very first interview. Yes. You are an amazing woman with so many different I love talents. the sound of your voice. You speak with such authority. I love it. 
I love you for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we're definitely getting together uh, when we come to LA for sure. Yes. Yes. Because she said she was going to be our sugar mommy and buy us lunch. <laughs> I'm holding her to it. Yes. Um, thank you. It's a total honor. I admire what you guys do are doing and uh, please keep it up. It's important. Aww, thank you. Thank you so thank much. You. We will for sure. All right. Well, I know it's uh, probably late over there, so I guess we'll let you go now so you can go enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you again. Talk soon. Thank you. Thank you yes. guys. Bye. Yes. Bye. And Vivian, on well. that note. <laughs> That was a great amazing, interview, amazing interview. I'm so happy that we got to chat with her. Um, she's she's yes, an amazing yes. woman. And, and, I mean, she was actually a pleasant surprise. Like, not that I was expecting anything less because of all of the things she's done, but it was just refreshing that she reinforced what I was already exactly. Thinking. And I, I'll be honest, like uh, when I first got on Twitter. She was like one of one of the first that I uh, started following, and when I got a follow back from her with you know her large following, I was like, oh my god, like she actually followed me back. Yeah, she, she supports other girls. Yeah, yeah. So I've been I've been a fan of hers for a couple years now. So I'm I'm probably like girl crush over here. Was like so excited to talk to her. Yes, I'm so glad she was our first interview. She was very well suited for, for being our first. Thank you so much for popping our cherry, Amy. Yes, thank you, girl. We so love you. Much. Yes, girl. So on that so, note. <laughs> yes, let's, let's end on a positive note. Any last word? Keep it sexy. Oh, my God, Becky. Bye-bye. Bye. Be sure to contact us with your questions and suggestions. We will be answering your questions on the show. You can ask us questions either by emailing us at info at thesexyescortguide.com or via tweet with the hashtag thesexyescortguidepodcast. You can also text or leave us a voicemail at 657-464-4675. We will be airing your questions live, so if you don't want us airing your voice, please note that in the voicemail or better yet, text us. Of course, please follow us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram at the sexy escort guide on Twitter at the sexy escort GU. Apparently Twitter doesn't allow handles longer than 15 characters. Uh, you can join our mailing list so that you can be the first to hear of breaking news and exciting stories. Our website of course is the sexy escort And lastly, please leave us a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you're listening from. And also, please subscribe. This is how we will gain recognition for our brand. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. We truly appreciate you. And you can also follow your hosts uh, for Vivian. My Twitter is at ExoticVivian. My website is ExoticVivian.com. And my email is Vivian at ExoticVivian.com. I get a lot of spam, so please click on the link to verify your email when you get an automated response from my account. It drives me crazy with all the spam, so I have to put this in place. Thank you. And my Twitter is at Chantel underscore E12. That's E-T-O-I-L-E. My website is ChantelE12.com. And my email is Chantel at ChantelE12.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, stay ravishing and receptive.